Hi, y'all. Welcome hey. back to another episode of Black Boy by Joy. It's Jared in. ZJ. <laughs> I don't know why I have so much energy today. <laughs> I'm <Listen>. tired. <laughs> Some, it's summertime. Peak summertime. Everyone's it celebrating. Summertime. You know, I'm black. I'm bi. It was pride weekend stuff in the Baltimore area. So we, we lit out here, you know. Um, that is, that's what, that's what's up. <laughs> um, but we are, this episode is going to be a little bit different than some of the other episodes we did. We're kind of just shooting the shit today. I'm talking about Pride Month and a couple of different things. So mm-hmm. we don't have one full cohesive like conversation we're having, but we still want to bring something to y'all. But before we do that, we're going to hop into our highs and lows and, you know, my friend ZJ is going to take it away. All right. So to be honest, I don't think I have a high this week. And that's okay, friend. Yeah, I don't think I have one, honestly. Or, But I do have just, I guess, a reflection to offer the class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just want to overall just say, like, in life, if you're a person like me who is a perfectionist or just someone who's very hard on themselves, it's so important to take time to stop and recognize how far you've come um remember where you started from um i'm someone who's always on the go who's always thinking of the next thing how can i be better how can i do better all the time and i have i'm someone who moves by vision and sometimes when life just throws you a curveball um, that you weren't that you weren't prepared for. Um, just be careful where your thoughts go, and I'll just say that. I'll just say you have to just remember that everything is temporary, and you've made it through hard times before. Um, so, if anyone out there can relate to that, that's what I have to say. Just um, watch. And be mindful of your thoughts. Try your best to stay optimistic. Um, But also give yourself, be patient with yourself. Forgive yourself. And um, reach out to people around you. I think that's, okay, you know what? That will be my high. I'll say that in a time of need, I've reached out to multiple people this week, Jarrett being one of them. Another friend of ours would be one of them. And I'm just so happy that I have people in my life that I can reach out and depend on that when I'm not feeling like I'm going to make it or I can't make it, that they remind me that they are there for me. Um, So you know who you are. Actually, I'll just name some names. Definitely Jared, Eric, you know who you are. Neftali, (laughs) that's my best friend. He knows who he is. He definitely helped me out. My brother, Joel. If you're, I know you're listening to this. Thank you. Um, definitely, Mom Duke's always there, even when I like just call to complain. She picks up the phone. I appreciate it. It means a lot. And other friends and family I didn't think of. Um, I'll shout and you out next time. In the church, charge it to the to the mind, not to the heart. Yeah, charge. <laughs> charge to the head. Yo, we gonna start churchy up in here. Yes, <laughs> charge charge it to the mind, not to the heart. If you was there for me this week, y'all know what I'm going through right now. I appreciate it. Um, And that's just my high. My high and low is from the same situation. People being there for me 
when shit is getting tough. So thank y'all. That's all. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this, and he doesn't know I was going to do this. Um, We're not going to get into the specific situation, but I want to say I'm just proud of ZJ. One, for, like, being able to be transparent enough to just say, hey, I have stuff going on and doing that, like, even on a platform like the podcast, because, like, we all go through our shit, right? We all go through different things. And, like, you know, I will say this, you like, even those moments where, like, you know, perfectionism gets at us when you have these different things, I want y'all to be aware. And I'm always going to big up ZJ. He is a huge part. I'm also a huge part, but he's a huge part of the vision for things. He's always pushing a podcast for He's always doing that stuff. He's always, like, doing those things. He's like, what should we should do this next or do that next. You know, in between us, we can brainstorm ideas and stuff like that. And so, like, he... I know he recognizes the place that he plays within this podcast space and everything like that, literally being like the conceptualizer of it and stuff like that. But like, I just always want him to know and give him his roses and his his flowers on air. Like, oh, wow. thank you. Appreciate you, you know, um, and that I you really are you. doing your best, you know. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. And I, I um, this has been a blast so far and I just look forward to more episodes. And I just want to say like, I think it's so appropriate that we're like halfway through the first season i think we like committed to six episodes and Mm -hmm. that we're taking this time to just reflect on how things are going um but also want to just say like obviously yes um thank you to jared as well like you have definitely hopped in and put the shit together you know took my idea and kind of brought it into physical form and manifested it with me so i appreciate i would not be able to do this on my own i probably would have quit like after episode one so (laughs) Um, (laughs) but no obviously thank you as well and um, i'm just happy to be doing this definitely definitely um and i think that's always important i think maybe that's one thing we'll just add in is um highs lows and okudos you know for the week um for those who are higher education people y'all know what that the fuck is (laughs) it's pretty much just showing appreciation you know whether it's showing appreciation for our for each other as co-hosts or just somebody else and stuff like that but you know um I just wanted to say that. And I guess my high for the week, <clears throat> pardon me, um, is, I don't know. I, I mean, I know. Um, my high for the week is being able to, I don't know. I'll just say being here and just being able to be present, right? Like, and, and that's, I'm just going to keep it short. Being here and be able to be present and just like, you know, have inner peace uh to a certain degree in certain things um there were some lows that happened this week um in my private life or there was a low that happened this week in my private life that was horrifying um some of those people are listening and stuff like that and like it was scary um fortunately things are okay with that person and stuff like that and like listen i it was a work day i was not feeling like myself and all that but like just shout out to like you know to just um, people coming together in community and like some some not so fun situations and just shout out to just like you know being able to just um, be able to persevere and push through and stuff like that you know it's important to feel what you feel um, but also just having the ability to just be like all right this is just a moment in time and this too shall pass um, so I just I don't know if that makes sense as a, as a high but just you know the promise of an, of tomorrow of the next day and things like that. I think that's what I'll say at my high is, you know. Yeah. The, promise of tomorrow and what that looks like. Listen, life be life in sometimes. Like a bitch. Life be life in too much. I don't like it. I'll be like, life, you doing too much, bro. 
Like, who you t- who you t- you're preaching to the choir. Like, literally, mm-hmm. life be doing too much sometimes. <laughs> hey, I'll be like, listen, um, I mean, you said this, and what will happen to our next thing? But like, I just I just want to I just want to say something to God real quick. Hey God, hey God, you know I'm a believer. Hey, it's it's your it's your boy Jared. Um, I I just have a, I have one simple request. Um, for for the rest of 2023, can you take me and my friend ZJ off of your strongest warriors list, please? <laughs> just 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 for a little bit for the rest of the year. Can we please t- t- take us off? Take us off. I didn't sign up for this. I did not say a prayer in church. I did. I did, and that's why I messed up. But you know what? I changed my mind. I want to go back on the contract. Take you off the list. I don't want to be on the car list anymore. I don't need to be up there. I don't need a trophy. No. I, no. Take me off. I don't want to be it. Can I, can I quit the team, please? Can't. <laughs> anyway. I think he heard you. I think he heard that. <laughs> and watch. He's going to be like, no. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got no words. I have nothing to say. Right. I'm I'm just happy to be here at this point. Right. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. Don't play with July. I see Beyonce in July. God. I, I was playing. I was I'm, I'm kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding, my guy. I was kidding. Oh, you, um, you seen her in July? You got tickets? Yep. Do 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 do. And that's a perfect lead in media of the week. Um do 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 I'm seeing Beyonce in July. Um July twelfth in Philadelphia. And just shout out to her. Um, oh Philly. Yeah, Philly. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I feel like this perfect lead into the media of the week. So my media of the week is just going to give, continue to give, uh, give, give flowers to um, Beyonce, Giselle, Nobes, Carter, Brown. Um, I'm <laughs> her husband. Um, so um, what my wife has managed to do with this album, um, <laughs> with my me being, you know, an influence, um, is she has managed <laughs> no stop playing. But not like really what she's done with this album for the culture, um for, for black queerness, you know, for creating that space, for mm-hmm. creating this anthem, this album that has had a chokehold on us that we've seen through all the seasons from summer to spring, the fall, the now back in summer again, it's been amazing. And then seeing the performances and stuff like that. I was at a queer dance party this weekend and just like how much she has a fucking chokehold on the culture. Mm-hmm. And like you hear this one song I love. I love church girls. Um, we, we may or may not be throwing a little ass to it, but when that song <laughs> drops and that beat drops, wow. it drop it like a, it's just really amazing. Um, really amazing and everything like that. And I just appreciate that piece of work. Um, you and, know, huh? You know, I was going to just say really quick, like, you know what I really appreciate Mm-hmm. about Beyonce especially within the last like five to six years mm-hmm. is that usually and I'm not gonna name any names but usually when you see an artist that reaches her level of fame and relevancy globally right when we talk about global mm-hmm. superstars especially when mm-hmm. they're black right you know um, it's just really refreshing to see her champion blackness at that right level. right usually you know again not comparing to anyone else but just saying like you don't really i've gotten used to not of seeing like the closer they the higher up they go the more they try to globalize themselves in the sense of like i'm just going to not really champion where i'm from as much or i'm not gonna especially when it's right. blackness especially when it's blackness mm-hmm. it's, they kind of like we are the world type thing but because it doesn't pay yeah you know um 
but it's just really refreshing and just, I kind of respect her a little bit more as an artist now um, to say like, to see her just champion blackness and then not just like blackness in the sense of like respectable blackness, but like the ghetto shit, the the shit that makes people uncomfortable. The, the kind drop of black- it like it's hotty, drop it like it's hotty. That, exactly. <laughs> the, the level of blackness that is just like, that makes people uncomfortable people who are not black and who don't, who are anti-black, you know, uncomfortable. So, and she's doing it on the biggest stages of her, of like, of her career, when she's at the absolute top, all eyes on her. And she's choosing to take that and put that crown on blackness. And so mm-hmm. that, I just wanted to point that out. Cause I was just thinking like, that's what really sold me into her. Like, okay, she's really about it, you know? Cause she could easily, easily just do generic shit, you know? Or she, she could, could just she could just make music for everybody, you know. Like, but the fact that she's being so Afrocentric mm-hmm. in her her art um, says a lot about her as a person. So that's all that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I just wanna I wanna agree on that point, and then um, you can take over ZJ for your immediate a week. Um, what I wanted to say in regards to that is that um, it is it's true, and it's funny because like there is. Like, remember a couple years ago, there was critique for that. People were saying it's performative. Like, why is she suddenly doing it now? But, like, just knowing what we know about the industry, knowing what we know, that wasn't selling. And so, if you're not at a point, if you're not postured as an artist to have that ability to do that, of course you can't do it. And now the fact that she's like, I am finally here and able to do it, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be black as fuck, I'm going to be, you know, right there standing alongside with my people and everything like that i have ultimate respect for her because like you said she could have easily and not saying other people's names but like um you know when folks certain folks black or, or other folks you know get it within certain areas or certain arenas it's very easy to assimilate and to stay with that because that's easy money and that's where the money comes from mm-hmm. it is you are taking a risk you know that um that you have to worry about and everything like that. You know, she's been called everything, especially with the black community. I love us, but like, you know, she's been called everything from a devil worshiper to like, you know, sacrilegious to everything. Uh, but a child of God in between people would say like, Illuminati. you know, yeah. Like, Oh, if you go to the concert, it's going to be like bad. Like it's, it's a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you know, to still stand, you know, and to do that, of course, you know, it, it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it, some critiques are fair, you know, like yeah. her, like I, th- I have, I've had my own thoughts around capitalism and in the music industry. And I was going to say that as well. Um, And so that is, but I think as far as like, she's doing things that she really doesn't have to do. Mm-hmm. She's right. really just, is, she doesn't have to do certain things, especially when I look up and I'm seeing black people on stage, black queer people on stage with her. She has a whole album that's a, built around black queer culture um a whole tour built around it um and then she's not just doing that in music but you see her doing carrying that over into other projects that she's doing as well other campaigns other deals with like netflix and and other art that she creates she brings all that shit with her um and she really doesn't have to you know so she might feel like she has to but i just think that speaks to her mindset and her identity um because i was literally arguing with someone on twitter like a couple weeks ago that if Beyonce was black, and I'm just like, sir. If Beyonce was black, <laughs> if she was black, and I'm like, how? I just I, it got to the point. I just sent him Black Parade. I'm like, just listen to her sing this song because she literally says like, being black is the reason why they're always mad. <laughs> like, she, 
I don't. I don't know. I don't but, know how you question her blackness, but that goes into a whole. That goes on other things. Just wanting to erase her blackness. Yeah, you know, there's a whole stupid theory about her being a, a woman from Italy. It's a whole thing. But anyway, um, I, don't know if you <laughs> I that. saw that. I saw that. Um, but yeah, I okay. So media of the week, right? So definitely looking forward to that. Hopefully, um, I intend to seeing her in August. Um, I've seen her before live, but you know, I got to make it to this one once or two because mm-hmm. we don't know how many of these tours are gonna get. Um, right. But I also just finished. I just finished this show or this limited series on Hulu called um, Class of 08. Um, Brian Tyree Henry's in that show. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but um, it's a really good show about it. I'm into like sci-fi and things like that. So this was a very much a sci-fi um, in conjunction with, HP, um, with the FBI. And it was like, I think for me, the show was commentary on how AI can be used against mm-hmm. the people, and it's not so much that AI itself is becoming harmful, but it's how those who are in power and those who are in um, yeah political power and who those who have financial power and economic power how they intend to use um, AI to their advantage and how that will in turn make it harder for people like us. So, um. And this, in this show, they really break down like um, how AI can be used by the FBI and, and, and law enforcement, and how that can really turn into a situation. But y'all should definitely check it out. It was really, really good. So um, I want to watch it right now. I'm just hearing a little bit about really it. Really good. I was shocked. I was like, yeah, this is like the shit I'm kind of into. Um, but yeah, that's. I just finished that up. All right. Cool. 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 <clears throat> Um, you know, definitely. I mean, y'all probably have already done that. Um, um, I've already probably have already heard Beyonce's uh, Renaissance album. If you haven't, you're living under a rock. But the show, definitely check out as well. You know, um, if y'all want to talk about it on the Twitters or the Instagrams, we can. You know, our DMs are open and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, please. So, we are going to jump straight into the topic. The motherfucking tea. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Listen, we're, it's late at night for Jared, so he's just... <laughs> I'm just me being extra me today. <laughs> Yo, let, let it... Yeah, that's that's the whole theme, theme for the month. Be, be yourself. Exactly. Be who you are. Here we go. What? <laughs> Go ahead, get it out. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, um it as we, we have said it is it is um our, we're talking about Pride Month. Um when we were talking about launching the podcast, it was not by accident that we chose Pride Month to launch. Um and so we're just kinda of talking about like some of the things we've noticed this month for you know, from our perspective is black by men, what pride means to us and things like that. And the first question I'm going to ask ZJ is, um, do you remember your first pride when you were out or you had came out to yourself or whatever language that you choose to use? Um, what was that like as well? Or and if there was a first pride event that you went to? Um, okay, so confession. I have not mm-hmm. been to anything pride related um, at all. Okay. Um, wasn't necessarily intentional. When I first came out, I was married and I just had other things going on and I didn't really understand 
where bisexuality fit within Pride Month. Um, mm-hmm. And I really didn't know what to expect or, or how to express anything. So I kind of was just like, oh, it's not really my thing. Um, this year was like the first year where I was intentional about, let me at least look around and see what's going mm-hmm. on and see if there's anything I might want to tap into. Um, so I started like just joining different communities online and just like um, looking up local events here in Vegas. And then also um, just seeing if there's any like bi specific um events and things going on um and there were i didn't go to any of them (laughs) because i'm still just like Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what i'm looking for i'm not sure what i want um but it was nice to see that there's something out there it was nice to see i you know i did like meet like a group of people that Mm -hmm. i felt like i could eventually um do pride shit with but i just um mostly have been just following topics on Twitter and following um, all the things that's going on there. Um, so I guess this would be my first part. I'm, I'm taking it piece by piece. I'm not, I'm very much a homebody. I really don't like necessarily going out unless there's like a real purpose to it. Like I have to feel like I don't go out for the sake of going out. It's like, I'm going out to do something in particular or specifically, I, you know, I'm not someone who goes out just to explore. Um, so that definitely plays a huge part into maybe if, you know, when I'm ready, um, I can find, uh, an event that would interest me and find some people to go with. But until then, I'm just happy, like just observing and people watching and and seeing all the different parts of, um, pride and all the different parts that people connect with and that they, that they choose to express. Cause I know it's not all the same thing. Some are going to like parties some want to go to like the daytime events some some people are doing like clubs or just there's so many or just like um like i've seen like uh healing spaces for pride as well like it's not always just partying and celebrating with some of it is healing as well so i'm looking around seeing what's out there and then eventually i probably will you know um participate um but yeah this year for me has just been like sort of just perusing and just seeing what's out there that makes a lot of sense and i appreciate that you like kind of like gave that perspective especially the perspective is like being bi you don't always feel like there is a space for you in pride like because it is of course pride is focusing on the encompassing um uh queer community and so that means everybody right but you don't really see things that are specific to that you know um and sometimes we don't even get mentioned of course it's part of being the silent majority um, so I definitely can see how you you were you know you would feel that way and kind of like be in that space. A question I have kind of like a follow up, um, and I guess I'll get into like my first pride is like you said you're like kind of a homebody. Would you be like open or have you thought about like doing like online events? Because I feel like that would be like your jam, like kind of like participating there, like zooms and stuff like that. Or is it more like eh, that's yeah. not that that ain't it there? Yeah, definitely. I'll check out online events as well. Like I'm open to. I'm open to anything really. I just want to, like, again, like, I'm just exploring. So mm-hmm. whether it's online or in person, you know, I definitely, I'm open to anything. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Cause I know there were a lot of dope online events that I kind of missed. Um, like, you know, that it was just so much going on. It's so much going on. Um, it's, it's, it gets to be kind of hard to keep up with everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I guess moving on or moving, I'll jump in because I asked you that question and it'd be stupid for me not to answer <laughs> is um, for me. So, okay, this is 2023. So it's been about three years or so. 
I actually, I didn't do anything private related in 2020. Um, cause I just kind of like, you know, found like reconciled with my bisexuality. Then I'll say maybe the, the first pride thing I did for real for real was maybe like this year. Um, cause like I, I had thought about going to stuff, you know, 2021. I, I don't know why I didn't. I just wasn't, I wasn't ready yet. Um, mm-hmm. And last year I was in the process of moving and starting a new job and it just didn't feel like a good time either. And I didn't have people. So this year, you know, new city, new state, um, you know, I have a community that's in person now too. It's not just online. Um, I felt more inclined to, so like I did do a couple different things. Um, so like I, I did go to uh, black DC pride for a little bit. It wasn't really my scene. It was really a lot of partying and like, I'm like, Similar to ZJ, I'm kind of a homebody, but like, I'm like, I'm an ambivert. So like, I can be in those spaces, but I have to have the right people around me and I have to be in the mood for it. My social battery is like, if it's not fully charged and I don't have people to help like recharge my battery with me, I just, I don't, I didn't enjoy the scene. But like my my favorite thing probably there when I was there for DC Pride is they had this resource fair. And like, I love stuff like that. I was able to connect with like, um, an author, author there. I have to still reach out to her. Um, you saw like you saw like a whole bunch of like queer like um, you saw queer uh, like artists and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. I really and really 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 enjoyed it. It was like really dope. So like um, that was fun. Um, and I think like something else that I I didn't like. I think I really enjoyed or I did was like this year. Um, I did like a queer dance party for pride so that was fun and i was like with one of our fellow bbm shout out to him um aj he knows who he is um (laughs) and so that was fun too but like it wasn't as much as i i thought i would have did like i i kind of felt bad in a sense like i felt like should i be doing more um because like i feel like sometimes and that's just a different perspective i was like oh i need to be i need to do this i need to do this and like as a person who's like I feel like I need to show up by as fuck it wherever I can. And you're going to see with my buy shirt. I was like, have I not like put in enough time and things like that? So that was a thought I had, but I also am learning to still give myself grace because this month was busy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other things going on as well. And also kind of like you, I've also been in some of the spaces and I've seen a lot of the, the conversations and discourse on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm probably the perfect person to kind of like talk more to that ZJ because you like you really like remember all the topics and you you spent more time in some of those spaces so you want to kind of like give us a rundown of those things and we can kind of get into them motherfucking uh, i mean i i've i've parts i have um been a part of some twitter spaces this month mm-hmm. if you're part of if you know you know honestly if you're part of um mm-hmm. the gay and i will include the bi community as well gay mm-hmm. and bi black mm-hmm. community um you would know you would know about like things like the colorist page on twitter right the girls that get it get it the girls that don't don't and it's obviously you're just not that girl got it (laughs) (laughs) exactly and um it's just been interesting to see um the the discussions around the different topics like the colorist page if you guys don't know is a page that um within the black queer community really wants to call out um observed instances of colorism 
um, mm-hmm. and, and and ultimately anti-blackness, um, and mm-hmm. how it's how it shows up, um, and, and on Twitter, in real life, in relationships, in on the in the media, and the way they've been doing that this month that really got shit rocking was, um, just simply taking t- posting pictures of like well-known um, gay um, gay black content creators or porn stars or drag queens or anyone within that community that is well known and just pointing out like hey i'm noticing that you talk a lot of black like black pride queer pride black queer pride um publicly but you know right all your partners all your past boyfriends all your past uh, spouses or people you're dating or who you're surrounded by are all white and um, that's just something that, that's been observed, <laughs> yeah. and I'm and, and then you see like the outlash from that, the backlash, not outlash, the outcry and the backlash from that has been um, very interesting because it's sort of like divided in half. There's those who are just like, you shouldn't be saying this. This is nothing. Don't. don't this is wrong for you to even bring this up and take pictures and post people's pictures and and mm-hmm. to have comments on people's relationships. And the other right. half is like, no, this is pointed to a very real systemic problem with mm-hmm. not just within the black queer community, but the black community overall. And this needs to be talked about so we can deal right. with it. And so there's been a lot of spaces that I've been a part of, which, you know, Twitter spaces, sort of like Clubhouse, where you can like, mm-hmm have a host and they they have a topic and they discuss they discuss it with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been interesting because I felt like I had a firm grasp on anti-blackness. I had a firm grasp on colorism and how it shows up. And um, I realized that I have a lot to learn still. Um, mm-hmm. this, it never, the, the learning never ends with that topic. And it's just been interesting to see. Um, this is very much an in-house conversation. I consider it an in-house conversation in the sense that this is a conversation being held and hosted by black queer mm-hmm. people for black queer people. And if you're not black and queer, we're not talking. Please to shut you. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I, sorry, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mince words, but like, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you know we're talking about how something that affects specifically that community within mm-hmm. that community, and people within that community are talking about it, um, whether they disagree or agree with whatever's being said. It's an in-house conversation. Um, right. So I've been a part of those spaces, and yeah, I've just been learning a lot. I mean, what? How? How was your take on it so far? My take on it is that it is definitely necessary work, and it is needed work. Um, and I think it is good stuff um, that is happening. I know for myself, and like I'm speaking for myself, and like I'm not saying anybody else, but like I know I've had to. Um, in the past, I've been a very angry person. And so a part of being a very angry person, um, specifically in my teen years, when there was a lot of stuff going on with Trayvon Martin um, and all the, like all that stuff, I've spent a lot of time just not being in that space. So like I've had to take steps away from it. I'm still tapped in like, you know, whether or not it's asking you about it or not. But like my take on it is that it is necessarily work that needs to happen. And I think it's also good in your like in what you said is that it does make you aware of your blinders. Right. Like even just like in your aspects of like, you know, um of how you handle it and you do it because i even had a conversation with a friend like about um a conversation i had and you know they kind of brought something to my attention not anything like problematic but like you know hey like you know in movements there's a need for like everybody has different aspects and things like that so i my take on it is that it is a very real conversation it's a very real thing Mm -hmm. and that 
people have to be willing to just shut the fuck up and listen to it right and i think ultimately that is the that is the key point thing key point there and i think that unfortunately within the black queer community i'll say the queer community and the black queer community there's some things that just don't get addressed overall mm-hmm. and i think unfortunately because of when you are like a um a marginalized group um and then within that marginalized group there is more marginalization um it's harder to call folks out and even if you and you really have to call them out because calling in is not really a thing unfortunately right um but when you are trying to call it out um it it really depends on who is doing it how it's happening and stuff like that and it unfortunately when you're trying to just call it out and it needs to be called out it gets so fucking com, 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 convoluted about it because it's like you know you present this way you look this way so it's like how are you able to call me out on this and all these different things and so it's just very difficult but it's it's important work that needs to be done because i think ultimately we we know and we recognize the things and i think unfortunately for a long time um as queer people and it's just black people we've we've seen shit that's not been good with good within our own homes and we just said well it's not a product of what we we've done it's it's some other outside forces thing instead of like really sitting there addressing it and saying nah we're we're gonna stop this right now like we're not gonna let this anti-blackness cannot sleep here or you know colorism cannot sleep here like all these different aspects of it so um it's definitely good to see the work is being done like people are like really doing the jobs of like you know being in that space and whether or not that's educating whether or not that is you know calling it out or whether or not that's just taking the time to like bring awareness to it and everything like that like that's kind of like my 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 take on it is that it is so nuanced and it's so difficult to sometimes tackle these things because um because there's so much division i think sometimes that gets lost on it you know mm-hmm. um just within certain topics because if and I, i'm trying to i don't want to get into it too much but you kind of know how it kind of gets within a queer community and stuff like that because like there are these these invisible hierarchies that exist that people try to put you into and so forth and it's like well if you're you present this way or you look this way nobody's going to listen to you or why should we listen to you you know in this space or you know oh you know you're you have pretty privilege so like you know like you know this doesn't affect you in this way or whatnot or mm-hmm. you know all those different things and futurism is so real as well so it could be like you could potentially be somebody who is darker skin who is you know very attractive right mm-hmm. and so you are still fucking dealing with colorism like you are still systemically you know people are not swiping when people are not trying to date you or whatever and they're like well you don't have that issue and everything like that but it's like even taking away that and that might be an aspect that like i don't have to deal with it but i'm still like being treated like shit or being or fetishized right you know as well so like there's there's a lot to unpack there um and i know it probably just tossed a lot in there. no no, no it's, it's all right i think that a big mm-hmm. part of what you said was like pointed to like why there's so much heat around this topic yes and it's like we it's for me it was just like we know this exists right like mm-hmm. what are we what are you yeah. arguing about we know colorism exists mm-hmm. we know anti-blackness exists we know it's psychological mm-hmm. we know it's it could be conscious intentional it could be subconscious as well we mm-hmm. know that it's generational it's a generational it's systemic it's mm-hmm. 
and it, it, it seeps into everything. A lot of our, how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about others, how we relate to others. And it shows up in our relationships. It shows up when we choose as partners. It shows up who we choose as friends. So what do you think is like, why do you think people are so, why do you think there's so much heat around it? Like, why are, why are they so mad when just to be called out? I mean, I understand it's a little uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable. at the same time, we all have to deal with this shit. We all have to mm-hmm. intentionally decondition mm-hmm. from anti-black thinking. Mm-hmm. We all have our, we, if you're black in America, queer or not, you have to deal with anti-blackness, internalize anti-blackness with your, mm-hmm. within yourself. It's there. There's no way it's not there. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, we all have to deal with it. So what do you think is like, why do you think they get so mad when there's so much anger and so much heat when something is being pointed, like anti-blackness is being pointed out? Um, so there's a quote that I want to, I want to say and it's by James Baldwin to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious to be in a state of rage almost all, all of the time. I think for some folks, it's a couple different things. It is that realization that once my bubble has been popped because some people live within delusion, right? Mm -hmm. And I say delusion, whether or not it's been delusion that's been given to them by family members, by friends, by the circle that they're in, or it's been self-delusion, right? They decide to put themselves in a space of like, I don't give a fuck or I am apathetic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There is that thought. For some folks, it is once I like, oh, wow, I have to actually call myself out. I have to now look in with myself and that's a hard thing to do. And like, we all have implicit bias, right? right. Like, you know, and that is that is bought by who, how we are raised, that is bought by our communities, that are that's bought by all these different things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, like we I mean, you could have a different conversation, right? And so like, I can say, oh, well, I'm, you know, brown skin. You could say, well, I'm brown skin too. Or like, it could be a thing of like, well, you know, we're different skin tones. Well, are you brown? It gets into a whole thing of like how people view their their skin tone. So that's another aspect to it. I think it's really, people are angry because one, these conversations aren't being had. And then also it becomes this thing of like, there's respectability politics, which that's a whole other aspect to it. It becomes this thing of like, oh, don't do this in front of the white folks. Like, why are we having this conversation? They don't need to know about this. There's always that aspect of it. But they invented it. aspect of like, oh, I actually have to like actually look at this and I actually have to take a look within myself and I have to look, take a look and do better. And the thing is, I'm comfortable where I'm at because I'm still making my money. I'm still getting my bag. I'm still doing all these things. Still getting some luck. I'm still exactly. And unless like somebody is like really doing the things and saying, we're not going to fucking support you until you do do the work. Mm. Um, unfortunately, because sometimes, you know, there are the conversations and then like the action afterwards is that people aren't getting decentered. And like, that's a whole thing of like cancel culture. The fuck works. Sorry. I'm getting a whole thing. It works, uh-huh. you know, but some people don't take it as seriously as they need to. And honestly, they need to get eaten the fuck up and tossed out. Um, but it's well, like, some okay. So, I, I they honestly, they're not, they think they're untouchable is my thing. Mm-hmm. And they feel like I don't have to deal with this, but in reality you do. And nobody wants to be told they're wrong. Right. No one wants to be told they're wrong. I just wanted to backtrack really quickly about cancel culture, which I'm not, 
100% convinced that's a real thing. I do think the concept of boycotting has always existed, and that's certainly effective. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to add that tidbit in there. But yeah, I, I agree with what you said about like, people don't like to be told that they're wrong. There's a lot of pride, you know. Um, Super pride. They don't want to be inconvenienced either. They don't want to, you know, like you said, they like how their life is going. They like that for whatever they're getting, what they want, especially when we're talking about Black queers who are in predominantly white spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, they like the attention and they like that they're like the token Black person. And right. they feel, it feels good to be othered from the rest of the Blacks if you have anti-Blackness inside of you. <laughs> you know, if you have internalized anti-Blackness. Um, so yeah, I just, that's, it's just been an interesting conversation. I know like we don't want to get like too academic here, but like, it's that's the just barrel mentality. I'm sorry to jump in, but it's what it really equates to. It's like, if I'm able to be, if we're all crabs in a barrel and I've been placed into this barrel, whether that's queerness or blackness, and I'm able to get to the top of that and I'm getting all the morsels and you get a, you're getting the little crumbs. Why would I stop myself from getting those morsels? I don't give a fuck about whoever's at the bottom of that barrel. Respectfully. How's um, that? How you, what do you mean? Like, how does that show up in... Is that, how does that show up? Yeah, huh? how's it? How does that relate to what we just? I think it relates in the sense that, like, if I like you said, the attention aspect, right? It's like I'm this sought out, I'm this love figure, I'm this person that, like, you know, everybody loves, right? And so, in order for me to to take on the space of like being able to be open to take critique, to be able to change, and to be able to call things out, I have to give something up. And so that morsel that I've been getting, that's been easily given to me because I've been able to stay within my space. I've been able to just kind of do my thing and just remain unseen or do some shit that was like, I know was wrong in order. I have to give that up and I have to give up the love and the attention or whatever. Um, and so some people don't want to do that. They are like, I'm completely fine with going with the status quo if it is not affecting me or I've found a, or I've, if I found a way to work within this system mm. that doesn't require mm. me to like do anything differently and to be uncomfortable. People don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Sorry if I got so passionate. <laughs> I just be. Yeah. It irritates me. <laughs> Okay. Um, we're, back. we're back. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I've been seeing a lot online about um, about this this pride. <laughs> this, this pride um, yeah, it's been this a lot. year. Um, it's been a lot. Um, but also mm-hmm. too, just like there's a lot of good out there as well. I mean, I don't want to say it's all that bad, mm-hmm. but that's just been very like, yeah a big topic. Um, that I've been just interested in. I've been learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to talk about um, just kind of like reflecting over, like we decided to drop this podcast um, during Pride Month for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically wanted to make sure that bisexuality yeah. and as black men were being highlighted a little bit more during Pride. Um, and so I just wanted to hear from you, Jared. I know we talked a little bit about it in the first episode, but just now that we were three episodes in, halfway through the season, 
Uh, what did you want to like, or what do you think about how things are going? Um, and your overall just like thoughts on the podcast so far. It's been a blessing. Um, <clears throat> and I'll just take it from a couple of points and I'll be brief. Um, and not like a, a Baptist pastor <laughs> or preacher. Um, I think from a personal perspective of creativity, it's been a breath breath of fresh air. Um, being able to like work with you, being able to do this and be able to come up with ideas and challenge myself um, and just challenge the status quo and put out something that I feel so connected with. And that has been like something that I, I don't think I... I think I underestimated the impact there and how it would make me feel. Mm-hmm. I knew it was important. I knew when we came in, what we were talking about, like what the impact would be. But like now I really feel it. And I think like overall, just the season check-in is I feel good. And like, I feel like, I won't say vindicated because it's not about, I don't, I feel like, oh Lord, I don't want to get churchy, but like I'll I'll do it. But like there's stuff, there's stuff called kingdom work. <laughs> and like, called what? Kingdom work. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And like to me, this is kingdom work. This is in ministry in its own way. Like this is kingdom work. So like to be able to see that it is impacting those, it is helping those, it is reaching those who it needs to reach. It just feels really good, right? And I just feel like you know, it is it's doing exactly what we were hoping it was doing. It, we are we're reaching people. We're we're having these conversations. We're we're speaking power to certain things, and so. Um, I feel like the intentions have really been met, you know, and it really just also makes the heart feel good that um, in the ways or the things that we haven't seen, you know, in terms of visibility, we're able to create that visibility um, online and just in general and be able to like help continue those conversations, you know, perhaps through us talking about our own dating experiences, maybe we open up the space for a bi guy, a black bi guy or bi guy to talk about his dating with a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, us talking about our own coming out or inviting in stories that might have given somebody the courage to tell somebody else their story or talk about their story. Right. You know, and it just feels good to see that our intentions that have been set are kind of like working with that in that. And I see it every single day with the responses on Instagram, with Twitter, um, you know, with the analytics and stuff like that. Who's listening are like the people who are listening, um, where they're listening from and everything like that. So it, it feels like we're we're doing what we need to be doing (laughs) yeah i definitely agree i think that you know i definitely started this podcast with the intention of just wanting to connect more with more just with the bisexual community at large but specifically with like bisexual black men um and like you said like i've gotten messages i think every week after we've posted an episode of just someone saying just offering you know their feedback um and their appreciation for the podcast and i think that makes it all worth it to me. Like just, it's easy to kind of get caught up in analytics and the numbers and shit, but really, mm-hmm. you know, what makes me like, what makes it worthwhile mm-hmm. is definitely just hearing from people who listen and who connect with it, you know? So right. um, definitely felt like a big part of that was dropping it during pride because wanting to create, wanting to create more bisexual black male visibility within pride month as well like kind of carve out our space for it um to celebrate you know that's why we call it joy um Mm -hmm. to celebrate it to embrace it to accept it um to understand it i think the more perspectives we get the more we can talk about it um the more um, empowered we all we all become from it so Mm -hmm. um 
even if this podcast just plays a little small part in that, you know, I'd be very happy and I'd consider it a success for sure. Definitely. And it's something that you said, it made me think about that black boy by joy in that aspect of it. And like with our intentions and how I'll just say things align, how they're supposed to align. There is a week, I think it was last week or it might've been two weeks ago. There is a whole day. I said, I was able to say this day is for the black by boys and like between Rob and like what he's done with like his podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, Ross with his song and then us being able to see that and be like, this is something I don't even think I would have seen a year ago. And like being able to be a part of that and knowing like what that does and how that's impactful, it just felt really good, you know, ultimately. And it's like, we are doing what we're supposed to be doing. Like, you know, the intention has definitely been set there and it just makes you feel good just over inside, like inside that you are, you're doing that you're leading the charge and you do what you have to do, you know, for, you know, those who look like you. Um, So I definitely think that's an important aspect of like, you know, talking about that as well. Um, I was just like, oh my god! I like, I felt, you know, and for y'all that don't know, I, I'm a big cry baby. I, I be in my feelings about a lot of things, what? and I cried the drop of a high dime. So like, seeing that made me feel good, and it, it touched my feelings. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I have nothing but like, just joy around this whole, this whole experience, you know. Um, and also, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to just hearing more. If, um, from the listeners, you know, like I want him like, too. What what else can we create? What else can we do to help? Like, um, you guys get the most value out of this, out of this, uh, this podcast, this show, or the setup that we're doing here. So, That's definitely cool. like Black Boy by Joy Pod at Gmail. Exactly. Um, you can send us questions. We can answer them on, on like live if you want them to. We can answer them privately. Right. If you want us to connect you with resources, because um, I'm not gonna act like I know everything like about being a black bi boy. I know my experience, but like I might know somebody who I can connect you with who can talk about that right. or connect you with resources. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly, exactly, and that's again that was my whole intention was just like connection, visibility, community that stuff is what this is for so right and there's something i want to say and it just is on my heart to say this um do not and i just i'm looking directly in the screen obviously it's not a video podcast but if you are by yourself if you are feeling like you don't have anybody if you're feeling like you don't have like you are like alone in this know that you aren't there are resources there are community there's community there are things out here like reach out and we can really connect you and like in all seriousness like it may feel like it's scary it may feel like this is so overwhelming um you might be going through you might have experienced your first buy panic you might be experiencing the cycle and not knowing what the fuck is going on with your brain like know that you are not by yourself and like you don't have to be by yourself at this and i know how much that can take a a a toll on the mental Mm -hmm. and i just want all us all of us you know specifically as i'm talking to us the black bi boys i want us to be okay physically mentally spiritually if that is how you process in all totality and like please like reach out um you know there are resources that can be provided but like know that like you're not by yourself yeah um if you don't take away anything else today you know yeah. i do not want you to experience what i've experienced 
from what I've known. Yeah, I think I'm so glad that you said that, especially for a bisexual black man. It, it can be a very, very lonely, confusing mm-hmm. and lonely experience. Um, and one of the saving graces for me and my journey with it has just been me seeking out mm-hmm. community. Um, and so, yeah, just know that our inbox is always open. Um, you can always contact me. I'm always down for a chat. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. I know people just say that, but I don't just say that. I wouldn't say that if I didn't feel that way. Always down for a chat. Definitely feel free to reach out to me. Um, and I can connect with people and, um, and take it from there. Yeah, that's all I, that's all I wanted right. to say. The DMs are open, y'all. <laughs> Not like that. But, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but like the DMs are open if we need anything, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like it. You know, we can keep it short today. We can, we can, That's we can wrap it up. I feel like, yeah, let's hop into our joys. Man, um, um you go first. I think. What is my joy? Um, I think my joy for why am I getting emotional? Um, <laughs> my joy, I am. Um, I've been emotional all month. Um, I think my joy for this month is just seeing. So there's something that happened recently, and this happened like literally um yesterday, on Twitter, and I ZJ saw it because he was a part of it too. Um, there was this like shout out that was done um about oh my god i find it i want to say it correctly it was just a reminder that during pride month that bisexual men exist mm. and it just became like a chain of like people being tagged and everything like that and yeah, like seeing that. all the yeah. the bi folks and just like all that and just it being so overwhelming it's just like the loving community of like hey y'all hi bisexual baddies and all that stuff and like you know the community there it feels good to just see like we are visible and we are taking up space and like we're here and we're clear but we're also bi as well and so like seeing that and just seeing how like my my black bi brothers have take taken up space this month like you know from the interviews that rob did and like some of those folks who have never publicly spoken on platforms doing that to like you know uh, working with you, ZJ, you know, to to seeing Ross, to like everybody and just like even behind the scenes in ways like people have like just moved, like whether or not it's being like a husband, being a father, doing this, doing that, and just creating that space has just felt really good. And that like has been my joy is just watching that as well. So I am complete. You know what? I'm going to say the same. I think, yeah, just seeing, we really did step it up this month, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I think this is the most visible I've ever seen by by black male sexuality, like just mm-hmm. um, represented. Um, so yeah, it's been a joy just to witness. It's been a joy to be a part of. Um, so I'm gonna copy you. I'm gonna say that's that's the same for me. That's my joy this week as well. Uh, sounds like we're at the end. Okay, um, you know how <laughs> ended off because I love the ending last. Oh time. yeah. Stay black, stay blessed, stay by. Or something like that. <laughs> bye, y'all. <Next> bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really do appreciate it. 
Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review for us to get discovered. If you haven't done so already, follow us on IG at BlackBoyByJoyPod. Follow us on Twitter at BlackBoyByJoy. And you can also email us at BlackBoyByJoyPod at gmail.com. Whether or not you want to email us about collaboration or you just want to ask us questions, please reach out. Until next time, bye-bye. Ha, ha, ha.